Welcome to this new episode of Le Podcast. Le Podcast equips you to make positive change in your organization. I'm Alex Simonville. Thank you for listening. Psychological safety. Psychological safety is the term coined by Amy Edmondson in her book, uh, The Fearless Organization how to create psychological safety. I first heard about that term when I was looking at the project Aristotle from uh, Google. The project was looking at what makes a team really efficient. And they, 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 they talk about effectiveness of a team and that not efficient, so it's what makes effective teams and they identify psychological safety as the main factor influencing the effectiveness of a team which makes it really interesting because they studied a lot of different teams and they looked at a lot of different factors so when psychological safety came at the top that is really the most influential factor then probably you have to look at it of course, and I will put that in reference, Amy Edmondson uh, did a great tech talk, the book is great, and the test about psychological safety is really interesting. And I already blogged about that, and I will put uh, the, that in reference about the project Aristotle. Let's say the, the questions are around structure and clarity, psychological safety itself, meaning of work, dependability, and impact of work, which are the really the main key factors. So, uh, and I blogged about it because I, I tested it with my team. Um, uh, we used uh, the, the wall as a scale from zero to 10, and I asked people to move and to position themselves um, on the scale. And that was an interesting uh, situation where people were looking at each other, saying, okay, uh, we will move first to go to position themselves on the scale. But that was an interesting one because you, you see that that's a team, but yeah, the boss of the team is, is in the room. So when you will say, for example, for the first ones were structure and clarity, are goals, roles, and execution plans on our team clear? If you answer zero, for example, it means it's absolutely unclear. You need a lot of courage to do that, right? So if I look at the second question around psychological safety, can we take risks on this team without feeling insecure or embarrassed? So the number of people that will not answer 10 uh, suddenly can feel a little bit judged. So that, that's also why uh, the, the, the questions are usually used in an anonymous survey. But that we did that as a team, we did that in the room, and the answers were already interesting, and the position on the scales were already interesting. If I put that aside for a second, the first time I heard about psychological safety, I was also uh, uncomfortable about using safety as something that will characterize my emotional state, something that will characterize my emotions. Because I, my, my thinking was, okay, my, my emotions are signal, but uh, my emotions are not necessarily always right. I was a little bit uncomfortable with that and thinking, 
Okay, if we speak about psychological safety and see if suddenly I feel unsafe, um, I feel it positions me as a victim in a victim of the circumstances. It prevents me to make any choices, which is really an uncomfortable situation. A, a friend of mine offered me a book a little while uh, uh, later, about, and that, was, that, that book is The Coddling of the American Mind. And I will recommend also that book because it's, it's really a great book, and it resonates a lot about the, the kind of fragility that we create when we tell people that their emotions are always right. And that, that's a really an interesting book about uh, what is going on right now and how the, the, society, the society globally change uh, about, uh, about that. So that, that, that's a, re a really an interesting one. And they are also thinking that um, if we position everybody as a victim, we are in more trouble. So that's a, that's a really an interesting one. And I think that that's why the wording of psychological safety makes me a little bit uncomfortable because we are pushing people as a victim and then we need to solve problems for them. And I think that we should do the, the opposite. Think, okay, what characterizes an environment that is really psychologically safe? And that's that emotional connectedness between people. Interestingly, emotional connectedness is exactly what uh, Louis Carter in, uh, in the book, In Great Company, uh, characterizes as something really important for teams. And it's exactly, when you look at the description of it, it's really similar to psychological safety. It's just framed in a positive way. And I really like that. Whatever the term that we use, it doesn't really matter in the end. The thing that is really important is recognizing that the connection between people will make effective teams. How to do that? How to do that? In the company I work, already nearly 50% of the people in engineering are remote, so we know how to work when the teams are distributed. Um, but 50% doesn't mean 100%. So there's a lot of people that we are used to go to the office to work with the team that we are collocated with them. Not everybody works in a dis totally distributed environment. So it's still a challenge. And the fact that you are working from home is different from the fact that you are forced to work from home. So even people that are used to work remotely are uh, stressed by the external factors and the, the situation anyway. So it's still a big challenge. But yeah, we are probably in a better shape to recognize what are the things that you should do when you are distributed to feel emotionally connected. And I was amazed by the number of people that reached out to me asking, okay, how are you? How is it going? I hope you're, I hope you're safe, you and your family and so on. So you, you feel that connection and that need to maintain the connection. Um, that means we are emotionally connected. And that means we are in great company, as Liz Carter would say. If I go a little bit more and I look at the other question, so I spoke about structure and clarity, you need clarity on the goals. Okay. I spoke about psychological safety. You need to be able to speak up without feeling insecure or embarrassed. And if you think just a second about it, it's not always true. It could be true in your team, but is it true in your group? Group 
being uh, several teams working in the same direction? Or is it true in your company as a whole, several groups, let's say that? Maybe not, maybe yes, and it would be already cool. Then the, the third question is around the meaning of work. Are we working on something that is personally important for each other? And it's really interesting to know the why of your company in that situation, because the why will define if your work is meaningful to you. And the why is not uh, making a ton of revenue. That will never work. The why needs to be something that is bigger than that, and that is something that you cannot achieve alone, but something that you will achieve because you are working with other people. So the meaning of work is something bigger than that. And of course, the meaning of work will be different for every individual, but in a company, you need to define that why. That will be your raison d'être. This is something really important. If I take the example of Red Hat, for example, the why is open unlocks the world's potential, which is really big. That's a really big belief to build on. And then you build your values, your principles on top of that. And then your practices, your tools are built on top of all that, which is really big, which is really interesting. Fourth question, dependability. Can we count on each other to do high quality work on time. Which is really interesting that are you working well with each other is a question that you could ask. But if you, could, if you ask the opposite question, do you depend on other people to be able to deliver high quality work? Uh, you create other types of answers. That's where people tend to label things. And you can hear that in the way people are discussing that suddenly you don't speak about that team or that person, you speak about that team using the, the, the label or the name of the team, and usually it's only a three-letter acronym, and, uh, and those people are not people anymore. They are just objects that are on your way. And I will go back to that uh, in another session about uh, another great book, The Anatomy of Peace. Uh, stay tuned for that. Fifth question. Fifth question is about the impact of work. Do we fundamentally believe that the work we are doing matters? If your work doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. If your work doesn't matter, who cares? Why, what, why are you doing that? If you can understand why your work matters, it's suddenly totally different, right? We don't speak about the activity and all the busy things that you will do, that we speak about impact, the real impact of your work. And that's where I usually tell people, yeah, look, uh, look OKRs, look about objectives and your results, because then you will track the impact of your work and not the activity. You, you can have a great plan, and do all the things, all the tasks that you plan to do, and you are all green and you reach 100% absolutely on time, you're absolutely perfect, but you did not reach the impact that you wanted at the beginning. And what really matters is the impact. And it matters for the team, and it matters for each of the individual. 
do their work have an impact. So, this is what psychological safety is in a nutshell. And the interesting part is what can we do to improve psychological safety? This is something we, we want to work on, looking at one team, one group, so several teams, and then going uh, to one product team, so that's several groups, and then all the product teams, and that's several product teams with several groups with several teams, and that's uh, the entire of our organization in a way. And we would like to know if we measure psychological safety, what will be different for people? So now let's look at the, the different questions you will ask teams when you want to know where they are on the psychological safety uh, scale. First question, when someone makes a mistake on my team, it is often held against him or her. Strongly disagree, strongly agree. That's a scale, position yourself between those two extremes, I hope. In my team, it is easy to discuss difficult issues and problems. Same kind of scale. In my team, people are sometimes rejected for being different. Same kind of scales. That's really the, you, you, you can see the inclusivity part is really important there. It is completely safe to take risk on my team. Same scale, strongly disagree, strongly agree. Try to do, try to answer for your team just at the same time. It is difficult to ask other members of my team for help. Same scale. And you can see that some teams put in place some practices, especially to make asking for help easier. Like for, for teams that are doing a daily stand-up, for example, with questions around, okay, what a, what have I done yesterday? Uh, what I plan to do today? And where do I need help? What are the things that I learned? What are the things that we learned as a team? Where do I need help? When you have those practices, of course, you make it easier for team members to ask for help. So that's the purpose of those practices. You can see that they are anchored in things that are more important. Last question. Members of my team value and respect each other's contributions. Do you feel that? Do you feel that your contributions are valued by the other member of your team? Yes, no? Strongly agree, strongly disagree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's quite an, uh, quite an interesting challenge, right? This is how you test for psychological safety. And I will put some reference into, into the notes, of course. I would encourage you to work on that a little bit. If you are not comfortable with the, the term itself, maybe you can tweak it or maybe you can just get over it because a lot of people are using the term psychological safety today. So you will find a lot of information around it. Not necessarily all of that good, but you will find a lot, which is already something interesting. And um, you will probably learn a lot about you and your team. If you can try to answer those questions for you within your team, 
are you always in the strongly agree side of the scale? Or is there things that you could learn? Because you, you, you say, um, I'm probably on the other side of the scale this time. Why that? Why that? Because our emotions are not necessarily always right. But there are a strong signal that something is going on. And we need to listen to that. And probably we need to adjust something. And if we are going to do that work as a team, then we are on a good path to be a really effective team. That's all I had for you today. I wanted to share that uh, a little bit more. We are already working on that really hard uh, within my organization and I love that. And I would like to hear from you. So please share about what you are doing, share about what you're feeling about that, ask questions, comments. If you disagree, please do. And I will be really happy to, to hear from you. Thank you very much for listening. Have a really good day. This was an episode of Le Podcast. Le Podcast equips you to make a positive change in your organization. For more, connect to alexis.monville.com.